Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. In today's message, Pastor J.D. shares that from Noah's flood to the three Jewish men thrown in the fiery furnace, you can see God's prophetic hand at work. From the beginning of time, God has always had a plan for how the world would end, and you are seeing it unfold before your very eyes. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on December 11th, 2022. So one of your goals, sir by 2023 is to reduce the number of people in the world. Oh, and then, no, reduce the number of people that cannot afford our medicines. Well, so you're going to give them these kill shots for free? Yeah. And what, what's going to happen when you do that? Well, we're going to reduce the population and the people in the world by 50%. Hmm, I just read something about that in the book of Revelation. Uh, oh, pastor, you're reading too much into this. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Come on. Have you watched this Pfizer CEO on TV when he talks? This guy is demon-possessed at best, and he's transhuman at worst. If he's only demon-possessed, there's a great chance that he's still redeemable. If he's not human anymore, then he's not redeemable. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. So why am I emphasizing this? Because every time you watch TV, which... (laughs) I would not recommend anymore these days, but you'll notice one thing stand out. All of the commercials brought to you by Pfizer. Brought to you by Pfizer. Brought to you by Pfizer. Brought to you by... Oh, I get it now. So the advertising revenue to the tune of billions of dollars comes from these guys? I wonder if they have a say on what is broadcast on that broadcast, if they're the ones paying for it. Is it starting to fit now? Do you see those pieces coming together? You know, now you can go back as far as you want, actually, Um, into the last century, if you even wanted to bring it into a more 
modern day context, they've been talking about this from back in the 50s. Fast forward and you got guys like Ted Turner saying there's too many people on the earth that are using up too much stuff. We've got to reduce the population. You got, of all people, Bill Gates in 2017 doing a TED talk basically saying we got to reduce the population. You got Henry Kissinger many, many years ago. I can't even believe that guy's still around, but uh, he's come right out and said, we've got to reduce the population. That's been their plan all along. And it's a satanic plan. And God has foretold us in His Word that this is what they would do. By the way, this G20 leaders declaration in Bali, Indonesia on Wednesday, November 16th, we also covered this recently, it comports with their 2023 goal or dream, or better said, nightmare. And this by way of digitally certified and verified vaccine passports that will be predicated upon carbon credit scores, climate change. By the way, they're changing the climate. It's called weather manipulation, geoengineering. We want to refer you to Dane Wigington, geoengineeringwatch.org. They're poisoning the skies. They're poisoning the land, air, and sea. And then also this passport will control social credit scores. That's the digital currency. And then lastly, the vaccination, which is COVID compliance. Now, here's where I'm going with this. This is what I see as the missing puzzle piece that heretofore I couldn't quite see how it would ultimately fit until just recently. Now, the technology, we've talked about that for the better part of two plus years. I can see how the technology fits how they're going to administer this by a tattoo mark palisade stamp on the forehead or the forehand, which is the word in the original Greek in Revelation 13, the word mark. We've already talked about the technology, but what I couldn't quite get to fit was the biology. So at what point does this become that which dooms and damns anyone who takes this mark? And this is the prophecy found in Revelation chapter 14, verses 9 through 11. So let's start with this prophecy. There's, by the way, some very interesting details here. So verse 9, Revelation 14. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If, if anyone worships the beast and his image, and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. 
He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. Wow. Uh, For all eternity, forever and ever. So first detail I want to point out. This is a angel that with a loud voice is warning people, which would infer that there are those who have not yet taken, or I should better say received, because that's another detail. Now why is that important? Because when they receive this mark, they will know what they're doing. This will be deliberate and decisive. They will not take or receive this mark unknowingly. They will not be duped. No, this is going to be a decision that they make, and they will know. And once they do, they will seal their fate for all eternity. They will be doomed and damned for all eternity. So, another detail, and this is interesting to me, that it is included with and a part of the worship of the image. Now watch this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're given names. The three Hebrew slaves that refused to bow down and worship the image that was 60 cubits by 6 cubits with 6 instruments played. 666. It is a powerful prophetic picture of the Antichrist and the image. Well, they refused. Well, what happened to them? Well, they are taken and thrown into the fiery furnace that is turned up seven times hotter, seven. And they're saved in the midst of the seven times hotter fiery furnace. That's a picture of Israel. They will be saved in the midst of the seven year tribulation, seven, seven year tribulation. That's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So it was a deliberate decision to not worship the image, not receive the mark. You got that, right? They will know what they're doing. They won't be tricked into it. They will make this decision and whether or not to receive this mark and worship this image. Question. Uh, Where was Daniel? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. You asked, right? Well, I'm going to answer it. (laughs) Daniel, pre-furnace, 
was exalted, taken up to a high position, and is not there. Daniel is a picture of the church. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are a picture of Israel. We are taken up pre-furnace, pre-tribulation, and Israel is saved in the midst of the tribulation, because that's the purpose of the tribulation, is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. Can I give you two more? So you got pre-furnace. How about pre-famine? This one is so cool. Joseph, pre-seven-year famine, takes a Gentile bride, pre-famine, and is never mentioned again in the seven-year famine. So now we've got pre-furnace and pre-famine. Here's a third one. Um, Pre-flood. This one's really cool. Okay, it's, they're all cool. But <laughs> so you've got Noah and his family. They were still pure and genetically intact. Their genes, their genetics were still intact. This is uh, Genesis 6. Very, <laughs> very uh, crucial and controversial. <laughs> but they were damned, which is why God destroyed the world in a flood, because of the seed of the serpent mixing with the seed of man. It had, it had altered their genetics. They were no longer human and by extension no, lum, no longer redeemable, but Noah was found to be intact in his genetics. So Noah and his family go into the ark. They're there for seven days, ensconced safely in the ark, and then comes the judgment. Uh, we're told prior to this, about a guy by the name of Enoch. I love Enoch. We're told that he, he walked with God, and then one day he was no more, because God took him. Poof! Pre-flood. Enoch, a picture of the church. Noah and his family, a picture of Israel. Do you see how that all fits? I have a love for typology, <laughs> Bible prophecy and Bible typology, and their connection together. But all that to say this, this is going to be a decision that one either accepts or refuses. And they're going to know when that time comes that they are going to have to pledge their allegiance to the image and receive this mark, which will doom them forever and ever. This is no joke, man. This is real stuff. This is really going to happen. Now, the reason I refer to this as the missing puzzle piece is because the injection in its current form, cannot be the mark of the beast yet, 
and won't become the mark of the beast until this final peace is put in place. Maybe I need to expound on that before I go any further. There are those who have received this injection that are born-again Christians. It cannot be the mark of the beast because they cannot lose their salvation. If they're born again of the Spirit of God, they cannot be unborn again. They're still saved. So it may cost them their life, but it will not cost them their eternal life. I'll talk more about that in a moment. So the missing piece has been heretofore, how do you get from what this is now to what I just got done hearing this is going to be in Revelation 14? Because obviously that's a game changer. So what's the missing piece? The missing piece is the DNA piece. And I couldn't quite fit together yet. The technology, man, I, that fits perfectly. And by the way, I should probably hasten to say that anyone who would say, no, the vaccine is not the mark of the beast, you're right. It's not yet. Not yet. But it will be. It will be. The technology is exactly there. CRISPR-Cas9 technology. Picture in your mind a scissors going in and cutting your DNA, taking out a section of your DNA and replacing it. That's CRISPR-Cas9. That's the technology. This quantum dot tattoo powered by Luciferus, <laughs> Lucifer, light bearer, Luciferus, that's what powers it, Luciferus, and it's already in this mRNA. You know what the M is? Messenger. What's the RNA? Oh, the RNA does all the work for the DNA. So the RNA gets the message, picture it as an email message if you want. So the RNA gets the email, here's the message, now get out there and we need a big group email to all the cells in the body. Well, what's the message? Oh, we need to make spike proteins. So the RNA goes about throughout the whole body and makes all of these spike proteins that will ultimately and eventually alter the human DNA when it becomes the mark of the beast. Now, this DNA piece, it's not in this current injection in its current form, because when it becomes a part of and a piece in the injection, which will actually not be an injection, but likely a stamp that delivers or a band-aid looking uh, thing that has palisades, little spikes on it, little needles that administers whatever this is, well, it will result in one no longer being human, but rather transhuman. However, now, after all of this time and much prayer and much seeking of the Lord, I can now see how this piece now begins to fit. And here's how I get there. 
when you see that the current injection, while not yet altering the human DNA, it is absolutely damaging the human DNA. Why is this important? Because it's part of the aforementioned prophesied genocide, which happens first and is beginning to happen now. And it's evidenced by the massive number of deaths already happening now as a direct result of the injection in its current form. It's not altering the human, but it is killing the human. Now, to the question of those who have received the current injection not dying, or not dying yet, may I just humbly offer two thoughts on this. First, to those who haven't died, or even won't die because of receiving this current injection, you can pray and thank God for His grace and His mercy because of His infinite love for you. It is the grace of God and the mercy of God. And if you're not born again, by the way, we're going to be talking about this in Second Peter today. It is really powerful. It's a, really an explanation of what it means to be born again. But if you're not born again, this is God's grace, because God is sovereign in His patience and long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but come to repentance. Now, by way of a preface to this second thought, let me say that I in no way have all of this figured out. I hope I don't come off like that. I will never have all the answers, but what I do have is what you too have, which is the Word of God and the God of the Word to know and understand how prophecy will be fulfilled in the end. Do you realize this is why we have prophecy in our Bibles? God wants us to know. He doesn't want us to be ignorant about Bible prophecy. He wants us to know about Bible prophecy. He wants us to be informed about Bible prophecy. So with that preface, let me say secondly, those who have not died may still die. Which is why it's of paramount importance, if you're not saved, to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ now. Now. Well, what if you are saved? Okay, Matthew 10, verse 28. Listen to what Jesus said. He says, fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And we just got done reading about hell being forever and ever in Revelation 14. Uh, before we move on, I just want to share this. I know that many of you, like me, have known people that received this injection and died. I know dear friends, pastor friends, who received the injection and died as a direct result of the injection. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D., 
You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth. <laughs>